You gotta change your habits or change your goals. Muay Thai is 50% running and 30% laundry. Keep working on your game. Keep innovating. I'm always winning. So what is your pro tip? Welcome to another pro tip conversation. Uh, I'm really excited to have Chris Cariasso of Rise Combat Sports with us today. Uh, Chris is a retired mixed martial artist who competed as a flyweight in the UFC. Uh, Chris turned pro in 2006, I think, right? And uh, competed in several organizations obtaining wins in large MMA promotions like Strikeforce and Elite XC. Uh, Kari also won the ISCF Bantamweight title in October 2009. Uh, and he made his WEC debut in June 2010 and won his first fight unanimously, uh, the unanimous decision. Uh, Chris today is a trainer, gym owner, coach uh, at Rise Combat Sports, which is the gym you run and own. Mm -hmm. uh, and he remains active in martial arts today. And um, yeah, thanks. Just thanks for joining us for this chat. Yeah, no worries, man. Anytime. Yeah, appreciate Sorry, it. It was so hard to get a hold of. <laughs> no, nah, I get it. You're a busy man. Man, like I was like, you're, you're a trainer, you're a businessman. There's a lot going on, so it, it should make for a good talk, though. Um, <laughs> And just like, just to get like how you got into this whole world, like what, how'd you discover martial arts and what kind of got you going? Yeah, I've been uh, in martial arts like my whole life since I was like five years old. So, oh, we have um, yeah, yeah. So my, uh, you know, my dad got me into martial arts and then I wanted yeah. to be like Bruce Lee. And then, yeah. you know, I was like, I wanted to do what Bruce Lee did. So I started like traditional martial arts and then, um, you know, it I, like I, Karate kind of stuff, or what? what, what uh, was it? Taekwondo, you know. Taekwondo. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. Uh, and um, then I actually moved from the Bay Area to uh, Arizona, and then um, I, I started doing, you know, Taekwondo out there in Arizona, and then it was just like really watered down. It was it just wasn't a good school. And okay. then um, my mom came across a flyer at a Thai oh, yeah. restaurant. Oh, wow. For yeah. a Muay Thai gym. And yeah. um, it turned out being uh, for a gym, Fairtex. So, yeah. and, um, and they opened a gym in Chandler back in like 1993-ish, you know? And that was like early Fairtex, right? That was early Fairtex, yeah. And yeah. Bonkard, uh, Ganyao, and there was another guy, Saka Sam. They just came over straight from Thailand and okay. um and they were having this grand opening and I went on the first day and I yeah. did a, I met Bonkard and and shit I did one lesson and I was hooked. I remember nice. telling my mom like yeah. mom this stuff is real <laughs> that's what I told her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. not like the other stuff. Like this is actually real. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a tried and true ring sport, right? Like they're yeah you get hit uh so so that was your so you had you trained a bit before that but like uh -huh. spare in arizona was sort of your first muay thai, muay thai first team. muay thai experience yeah. yeah and then you know i did like an amateur muay thai fight when i was like 11 years old i was gonna ask you yeah did you plan to compete right away like yeah i didn't you know i was just training every day i loved it it yeah. was like so fun to me and yeah. uh so I just, like never miss a day i remember i went for like six months straight not even missing one day every single day yeah. just like had the bug and uh yeah. so bunkered was like hey you want to fight and i was like okay i didn't really know what i was doing and yeah. I, said, I got like knocked out <laughs> my mom's yeah. like you're never fighting again. <laughs> and yeah. now I was like, no, no, I'm fighting again. I got to do it because yeah. you know, I can't end on that one, you know? 
Right. Uh, what, what was the like Muay Thai scene like then? Because it was still pretty new, right? Like, oh, man, it was, you know, especially in Arizona, Muay Thai was tiny. And, uh, yeah. you know, it was just like, you know, there's barely any Asian people in Arizona at that, oh, thing, yeah. at that time. You know? And uh, yeah. so it was, uh, you know, super small, but you know, like these guys from Thailand were, were there training, teaching, coaching, yeah. you know, and uh, it was pretty freaking awesome. And I, you know, it just got super lucky. We ran across them. Yeah. And then, so when did you get out to the Bay Area? Because I know you started your gym in San Francisco, I guess. Like, yep. Was that late 90s, 2000s? Uh, we started it in 2004. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that was like our opening when we when we opened was 2004, March of 2004. Okay, yeah, I remember that Brian that Brian gym was where I the Brian, first, that's where you that's started. Where first, yeah. That's where I discovered Muay Thai. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool little gym. I remember the small roofs that would rain condensation yeah. on you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Man, that was the best place. That little gym. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, what is, what inspired you, or what led you to want to kind of start your own your own thing? Well, you know, like kind of growing up, you know, I was, I was I was like racing BMX at the time when I was a kid, and then like Muay Thai got me, you know, in shape and strong, and I got faster racing BMX. So I was just, you know, yeah. kind of did that thing, and then, you know, I had an injury, a big injury, and that kind of like took me out of racing. Okay. And, you know, naturally, I was like, oh, I got to get back in shape. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna start training again, and it started. And kind of during that whole time period, like I went from Arizona to SoCal. And then um, when I decided I wanted to like, you know, start training again and kind of get back into it, I went up to the Bay Area. Okay. But, you know, I'm from the Bay Area. So like my dad lived there, like, you know, I mean, oh, I had, okay. you got some roots you know, there. So, yeah, so I had roots. So like, I think I was uh, 15 when I went back to the Bay Area. Yeah, And then, uh, you know, I was living in San Jose and then I was like, all right, I'm going to train. So I'd hop on the Caltrain, take that from San Jose to, oh, to San Francisco and just make the journey until my dad, like, got me a car, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and then I was able to drive. But, you know, like, yeah, um, you know, kind of like my idea was like, oh, I'm going to get back into racing and get fast again. And I'll just start training. And then, you know, I just after... I was kind of right at the age where like, okay, racing, racing, I kind of got lost my team sponsorship and, yeah, and, uh, you know, so I was just like, well, I'm just going to just keep training, you know? And, yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm like, Hey, I kind of want to fight, you know? And then I wanted to do Muay Thai, but Muay Thai scene was like really small. So I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do some amateur boxing, you know, just to fight and, and, you know, just kind of training with bunker the whole time actually you know and a little bit with paris but mainly with bunker the whole time yeah. you know he's just uh you know trained me for boxing and then you know that kind of went into like muay thai fights and then it kind of turned into like okay well you know let's let's turn pro with this thing you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like that's like we're doing pretty good you know we're getting some wins multiple wins you know we got some amateur titles and you yeah. know okay nice. so let's do it and then yeah you know, just yeah. kept kept it up and then like um so kind of looking back on your fight career do you have like some accomplishments that stand out for you some some kind of big moments 
Um, you know, I've had a lot of good, big moments, honestly. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I, I was, I was, I always think about like, you know, when I got the call to fight for the title, right, for the UFC title. Yeah, yeah. that was like a huge moment because, yeah, you know, I remember training every single day, like, like I'm gonna be a champion, you know, I'm yeah, gonna be yeah. a champion. I'm going to be the best. Right. Like yeah. that was like my whole goal. Right. And then, you know, when I got the call that, you know, you're going to get that opportunity. I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. It's yeah. really That's happening. the big time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then, you know, and then, then from there, it just was crazy. So <laughs> do you have any, uh, any regrets or things that you wish you had, had done differently or known before you got into it? Um, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, like number one, I wish I'd like wrestled and like, you know, okay. junior high and high school, you know? Yeah. I can always start earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, you know, funny story is, is like, I remember like wrestling and I remember I was doing Muay Thai at the time too. Yeah. And, uh, and I was going to go wrestle and I remember like go to sign ups, you had to go sign up at, and try out at the, um, you know, in the lunchroom. And I remember like going to the door. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I remember putting my hand on the door and I was like, I don't want to wear a singlet. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I turned around and I walked away and I just like, Oh, I'm doing Muay Thai anyway. So I'll just do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, That's pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah. So that was, so that was, that was, that was my biggest regret right there. And who knows? Yeah. You know, like, I might have stayed in school and like went yeah. to college and wrestled, you know, and had a little bit different, you know. Yeah. yeah. Path, but you know, That's I got lucky with my yeah. path. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you were when you were fighting and competing, like how important was the having a sort of a support system with like coaches and teammates and family and stuff to help you kind of navigate all of that? Um. Oh yeah, it's 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 super important, right? You gotta have you gotta have a team that yeah. you're loyal to, and then you gotta have a team that's loyal to you too. You know what I mean? That will help you out and be there yeah. Yeah. when you ask them. You know what I mean? And when you need them, you know. Yeah. And and you know, training with the Thai guys with Bunker and everybody. You know, since I was you know 11 years old, you know they were always gonna be there for me and help me. Yeah. you know, coming up. So, um, you know, super important. And, you know, I think I just had like a kid too, when I was like fighting in the UFC, like I had like two new kids. So my wife like took the yeah. brunt of all that. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, you know, and I would actually leave, go train in San Francisco for a few weeks, you know what I mean? And travel all around to, you know, continue to get better and, you know, make sure that, you know, that, you know, the wife's at home and she's definitely yeah. like taking care of everything and holding everything down. I think it's interesting in this sport. Yeah. Cause you see when you're in the ring, it's like, you're there standing by yourself, but there's like people in your corner. There's like, you say family supporting you so you can get the training and the time and the travel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And cause you know, when you're training, you got to be kind of selfish, you know, especially yeah. like in that sport. Right. And, and yeah. you, you have to, there's a lot of sacrifice that you have to make in it's order a, to excel, right. you know, it's a big time dedication. Like you know, I I trained as a guy who had a full time job and did it in the evenings for fun and stuff. But I remember seeing the guys who were trying to compete. It's like a full time job. You, oh, you it's train. a full. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah, work. Yeah, it's definitely a full time job. Yeah, you you know, it's like six seven hours a day of training. You know, if you're if you're doing it right, you know, yeah, like if you're serious. If you're 
and and you're just doing strength strength training and you're doing your you know grappling training and then you got to do your striking training you know what i mean yeah so it's like you know what i mean there's so many levels of it where it is a full-time job you know yeah you you kind of have to make that sacrifice to do it so uh i was curious about sort of just the so in kind of relation to all that training so come can you talk about kind of the physical toll that takes in your body over time and maybe long-term effects or how you kind of manage your overall health and kind of well-being through all of that? You know, during coming up and, you know, especially when I was fighting at 125, yeah, that, you know, we used to always say it like steals your soul, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. to that Cause you know, I'd walk around 155, 160 pounds. Oh, that's a lot of cut. Yeah. And then, and then I would have to like lose in eight weeks, you know, yeah. 35 pounds you know and you know so it would be like so that part right there was like a mental a mental yeah. you know oh, what I yeah mean? yeah you're probably hangry the whole time you know yeah you're hangry and then like you know what i mean you're just no energy and you got these crazy diets yeah yeah that's yeah that sounds pretty tough um in your opinion you what do you think some of the um yeah. Hey, CJ. Just text mom that I'm doing this phone interview real quick. I'll be I'll, I'll be over calling in like 20 to 15 minutes. Sorry. I don't know. I keep. My, my, I told her I was doing this, and then she's called <laughs> me like 15 times already. <laughs> well, we'll be we're halfway through anyways, and yeah, I go yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It's it's all good. I mean, I have time. It's just that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where was that? Oh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what are some like uh, key quality or characteristics you think that somebody who wants to be successful, like in MMA or just even any kind of pro fight space, like really has to have? Uh, well, I think there's kind of like three main things that, that people are, that you're really kind of looking for. Like one of them is like dedication, man. You got to like be dedicated yeah. and, um, you know, you got to be willing to show up all the time, right? right. And then yeah. on bad days and good days, right? Yeah. Bad days, good days. You got to just like, even when it sucks, right? You got to like, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, there's all those memes and stuff like dedication, like, you know what I mean? You that and, and just, and uh, what's the word when you're kind of doing stuff all the time? It's uh, uh, not dedication. It's, um, well, like scheduling, obviously, but, um, yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's basically showing up, man. You just got to yeah. show up, right? And then that never quit, too. That never quit attitude, right? Of just right. like, you know what? I i won't quit, right? That Like, there's nothing you can do to make me quit, yeah. you know? Yeah, hungry, be hungry for it kind of thing. You got to be hungry for it, yeah. yeah. And you got to be, you got to want it, you know? You got to kind of want it more than anybody else does, right? And you got to be willing to sacrifice to, to do it, so... You know, for me, when when I'm training guys, it's you know, and they want to get good, I'd say, all right, cool, show up. Yeah. Show up these days, I'll be here. You know, and then, you know, if they show up, and the ones that don't, that don't, you know, they keep showing up, then all of a sudden they're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. so uh, that's that's an interesting transition. So so now you you coach uh, at your gym, mm-hmm. um, sort of what insp- I guess it's sort of a natural progression. But what kind of brought that transition to coaching? 
from um you're kind of doing some at the same time yeah yeah so because like coming up you know like when i first like started the gym right and and you know first i i wasn't really fighting pro i was just doing amateur you know and i started the gym because like you know something that i really liked doing i liked martial arts right and i wanted to be like okay well how do i make a living doing it yeah i want to do martial arts right then all of a sudden like i got into like fighting and then i was like all right well what's pretty cool now is I have a backup plan where, you know, right. yeah, you know what I mean? I got something I can fall back to yeah. what I'm doing. But then kind of like my third like philosophy and tra- but thing was, was like, you know, like for me, like I loved martial arts, right. And, and I always told myself, right, I'm going to be a champion. Right. And, yeah. and then if I'm not going to be a champion, then I'm going to make a champion. Right. Oh, so, yeah. That was that was kind of like been like my goal and like my philosophy kind of once I started the gym was like, okay, well, you know, my goal is to be the champion, right? And then if I can't be the champion, then I'm gonna I'm gonna make a champion, right? And I got fucking close. I touched the championship belt, I was there, my picture was on the side of the MGM grand. Yeah, you know, didn't get it, but uh, you know, so now now I'm working on that next one and trying to trying to get the next guy to yeah get that belt so and and so as somebody who's worked with a lot of coaches and been a coach like what do you what do you think are like really some key qualities and skills that a coach has to have particularly if you want to like you know make champions um you know like for one like you got to be willing to sacrifice to too you know what i mean like i'm still sacrificing now you know today right it's like a lot of these guys that are training and fighting Right. I can almost say that I was at almost every training session with him. You know what I mean? You know, so mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You asked him to show up and you have to show up, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm finding a little more balance as I'm getting older, you know, right. now yeah. I'm quite yeah. a psycho, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that kind of that sacrifice. And then two, you know, like, I think just like understanding fighting and, and still loving it right and 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 doing it because because you love the sport because we don't make money really that much money you know especially like okay you're gonna give me 10 percent of a guy who's making freaking you know 800 bucks for his fight like (laughs) great yeah thanks for the 80 bucks you know what i mean like it's it's almost like a shame to take their money it's like (laughs) dude you need this more than i do (laughs) yeah yeah exactly right so it's like yeah. you know and that's for their like eight weeks of training you know so yeah you know and that's just for that camp not to mention the five years or three years they put in beforehand right, right. but but you know you just do it i think doing it because you love it and then also understanding it you know and and uh and kind of knowing how you don't have to be a great fighter, I don't think, but I think that you have to be around like people that have trained at a, at a high level, yeah. and um, that way, because that way you know what it looks like. Because yeah. you know, if you look at a lot of the champions at the highest level, right? I mean, they all have a lot of similarities in in their training, right? They train all the fucking time, right? And, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they don't stop training, right? And and yeah. only only a few of them make it to the top without training that much, right? And how do you but, how do you balance that with some folks, or is it a thing you need to balance where yeah, you're pushing them, pushing fighters, 
uh, kind of to their limits physically and maybe mentally, but then how do you kind of prevent sort of burnout and injury for guys who are, you know, want to do it sort of for a long period of time. So they need to kind of, you know, maintain um, health and. I tell them quit being a bitch. <laughs> Keep training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did you expect? Right. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, it's like, you either going to get the call or you're, you know what I mean? Or you got to keep trying to get that call, yeah. right? So it's like, you know, I, I, if you yeah. if you quit before you get the call, then you're never going to get the call. So it's like, yeah. you know, so it's like, I mean, I kind of went through that with one of my guys, um, Casey, who uh, was training with me. His fourth pro fight, UFC yeah. said, hey, be on, be on pause. We're, we may need you, wow. right? Seven fights later, two and a half years later, they finally signed him to the UFC. Nice. Yeah. Uh, after dinking, dinking around with him. But it's like, you yeah. know, it's like, hey, we might call you. And then it's like, you know, I mean, we went through like all kinds of emotions up and down. And it's, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. there's times of burnout where it's like, dude, are, are they ever going to call me? Right. I'm freaking nine and oh, and eight and oh, yeah. right. Like, what do I need to do to like get this call again? You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. so it's like, so it's like, and is, I is there anything want you can do to help like promote, help a provider get more visibility? Is it just being super active or? Um, you know, like I do have connections and they all know me, you know what I mean? In the, yeah. in the UFC and, you know, a lot of the managers, they know who I am. So like, you know, getting a good manager and getting the right people in your corner is definitely yeah. the yeah. only way to get, get there. You know what I mean? If, yeah, that makes sense. um, yeah. And then, uh, so I'm going to transition a little bit to, to you as a gym owner now, <clears throat> I was curious about, so, you know, you kind of talked a bit, a bit about this too, but then sort of, how do you do that balance between now you're like a, you're a businessman you're, and you're a trainer and you're like have a family, like uh, you know, how do you kind of find that space where you can wear all those hats? Um, it's pretty tough, man. Um, but, you know, like now I guess, you know, it's not just me too. You know what I mean? I have a, a team of guys underneath me that, you know, are working with us and, and training yeah. with us, you know, yeah. you know, for instance, Bunker's still, you know, with us and he's part yeah. of the team and, you know, and part, still, yeah. yeah, still coaching and yeah. Parrot, we still got, you know, we still got the crew and they're all loyal. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, there's part of the team that, that, that started. That's just, how, how does that work for like finding folks who you, you know, come in to be part of that? Be um, you know, it's kind of, kind of luck in a sense. I, in my eyes, you know, a lot of the guys yeah. that come over, um, you know, for me, I've never been like that guy to like, poach a coach from somewhere else you know what i mean so yeah. i've always been a band like okay guys who've been training with me training right. under my system and and you know what i mean then kind of knows how my style of training yeah yeah kind of homegrown trainers yeah, yeah exactly so kind of homegrown trainers and then i have a few guys that you know kind of came from elsewhere but you know like came to me and were you know wanting to train and continue more and then yeah. you know and then you know eventually you know they're you know they're coaching and stuff so 
So as a gym owner, what, what, what are your kind of like key day-to-day responsibilities and kind of keeping the gym running and the doors open? Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, that that's involved with it. You know, obviously, you know, always trying to get more students, right. All the yeah. time. Yeah. And I'm saying is like, gotta do, you have, get, do you promote or is it word of, word of mouth? Or how do you, um, I don't promote a whole lot. lot. Um, I should do it more. Um, but a lot of it is word of mouth and, you know, web stuff. And, you know, a lot of people just like, just kind of randomly looking up, but, um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm only familiar with the gym you have in San Francisco, but it seemed like, uh, yeah, it's a lot of friends of friends who kind of get into it. You get a lot of folks there who are actually actually another interesting question. I got balancing that between obviously, you've got a group of guys and women who are wanting to be serious athletes and fighters. Mm-hmm. And you've got a whole group of folks part of my world who are like getting a good workout. Right. Like, right. Yeah. How do you balance your, your gyms to sort of fit both of those, those groups? Um, you know, like I'm, I've been trying to create a little bit of separation now, a little bit. Like I used to just say, all right, everybody trains together. We're all tough. You know, we're all going to get yeah. better together. But then, you know, like, you know, kind of as we're like going on and, you know, there's like guys are like, I, you know, I don't feel like getting hit in the face today. You know what I mean? I don't want yeah. to do sparring drilling. Right. I don't want someone to clinch spar and like crank on my neck. Yeah. Right? I got to, I got to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? I got a meeting or whatever. So, you know, kind of, kind of now just still trying to give people, you know, that option of like, okay, well, you know, you're learning, you're going here, but then now we have like our fight team training where, you know, we push it harder and I can talk a little more shit. And yeah. So, so if anybody I, comes into that group, they know they're going to be training a little harder and you're going to, yeah, be- they're going to train a little bit harder. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to expect a little bit more like, Hey bro, you should know how to hold pads. Like, right? yeah, yeah. you know, I shouldn't be like showing you how to do a foot jab. You know what I mean? It's like, you should be like a prerequisite level that you've, you've achieved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of finding that more, but I still have, you know, the new guys wanting to jump in and like never yeah. done stuff, but like, all right, cool. Come on in. But you know, yeah, you know, the, you know how it is. It's just, I'm always welcoming to everybody. That's a, that's For a, sure. I, a yeah, I, mean, I, think I came in and then I was curious about competing. I think I did a smoker like uh-huh. before I was ready, uh-huh. but it's like, you know, the, there was the opportunity to just like, Try, see what happens. Yeah, see, what happens. Right. see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it, right? Yeah. And actually, I was just talking about this with one of my students the other day, right? Because, like, I had an old student and somebody was, like, saying stuff about me because they were, like, one of my, you know, that was a former student of mine that yeah. I had to ask to leave. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, you know, so, and he was saying bad stuff about me and he told this person that I didn't, like, like, believe in them, right? And right. I was like as a as a fighter right and i was like you know are you crazy like have i ever like told anybody and i was talking to someone said i've ever told anybody that they couldn't do something right right yeah even the guys who aren't ready i'm like i can't i feel bad like tell them like oh shit bro you're not ready you know what i mean <laughs> like like yeah you know, so i was like you know like you know like start training keep training you know what i mean and yeah and I, I don't know. so i guess to some degree when you you know, step in the spa or do a smoker or something, you you kind of get a sense of your level and if you're ready or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, uh, 
you know, that's why I let, I let people just do it. Like, you know what? Try it. Fuck it. You might, you might be that guy who sucks in the gym, but then you put a, you put him in front of him. You fight with your heart, right? And you're freaking badass. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. I, I, I've seen that people who are like pad heroes and then yeah. can't do the ring. And then inversely, these guys who don't look strong on the pad, but just have like so much heart. <laughs> They have so much heart and they freaking are gamers. And you're like, where did yeah. that come from? I wish you would like train like that, you know? Like, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. So you're you saying know, you had some conflict. You've had to ask, you know, people out of the gym before. Like, what are some of the big challenges, you know, around that or running the gym and sort of managing the community? You know, I feel like, like everybody, like for me being like the gym owner and like the head coach, like, like, I feel like I, like, you know, you never can please everybody. You sure. know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, coach is not spending enough time with me. Like, he's paying attention to somebody else or, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but it's like, bro, it's like, well, for one, it's not your turn. Like, like when you have a fight, I'll be focusing on you. They have a fight, so I'm trying to focus on them, right? And, you know, or, you know, this is like one of the pros and you guys are amateurs and it's your first amateur fight. And, you know, this guy's been with me for five years. So, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of like balancing yeah balancing that but you know i think that you know that's the hardest thing is trying to please everybody you know (laughs) you're managing a lot of personalities for sure right yeah exactly right you know and so so do you so what's your kind of plan now like do you have some long-term vision or goals or i mean you talk about you know making champions now so yeah you know just continue um just continue you know promote you know getting my guys up and yeah you know we do a couple of shows um a year um my wife and i we do we're doing actually a muay thai tournament august 19th it's a pretty cool one it's gonna be arizona uh, yeah in arizona tucson and and um we hold like a we hold the mma show twice a year nice um well we're doing it twice this year last year we did it three times so kind of what does that Instead consist of? Like, is that like a competition event or? Yeah, so MMA, MMA competition. Yeah, so MMA yeah. fights. So we hold them. Um, we hold those twice a year. So I have a bunch of guys fighting in that, and we have people nice. all over Arizona coming in. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, and then, the, like I said, we have a Muay Thai tournament that we are putting on. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's August nineteenth. So it's just kind of. You know, we're always just, we're always got our foot in it. And, yeah. you know, like for do you me, do, I'm always. Do you do many seminars? Do you run into any of those? I don't, you know, I never really kind of got into the whole seminar thing. Yeah. You know, um, I could probably do it and started doing it, probably do all but pretty well in it. But yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just maybe later. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I've heard mixed reviews on I've heard some people talk about how it's, it is a cool way to meet like, you know, some of your heroes for, for folks who can show up, but also, uh-huh. you know, it's kind of a one, one time event where you're, you might learn a technique or something, but you're not spending a lot of time with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so we're kind of coming, wrapping up here, but I was like, you kind of mentioned advice for fighters and stuff, but what do you, do you have any advice for somebody who wanted to open a martial arts gym? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, don't, do it. <laughs> don't just kidding <laughs> keep your day job <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i suppose it's, it sounds like from, from from hearing what you're saying is you have to be 
you got to love it. You got to live it. And you got to be super committed to it. Exactly. That's, that's basically, you hit it right on the head. Those three things, you got to love it. You got to yeah. live it. You got to be committed to it, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, and be ready for, I mean, I just saw somebody posting today, right. There's like a gym, small gym here. And then he was just like complaining about being like a small business owner and having yeah. people that don't pay their bills on time or like, you know, yeah. not fighters not showing up to practice you know what i mean and it's just like you know that's yeah. just hey welcome to the gym <laughs> gym business that's the way it's gonna be yeah it's the way it's gonna be you know what i mean and yeah. and you just gotta kind of have systems in place and yeah and uh you know i was kind of fortunate to be able to like work in a gym like Fairtex and, and, you know, kind of help like mold a program for me and, and right. kind of see how it's done and to see how it's done on like a high level too, you know, and. Right. Cause and, you, yeah. you, you, were, you know, training with Bunkert in your early days who, you know, had been a pro fighter in Thailand for, I don't know, long time. Right. And yeah. Those guys fight all the time so like, all the time yeah yeah so like kind of like those guys they already knew the system they know the system of like yeah. okay well you want to training it good this is how you do it right yeah. and and um you know so they had a system and you know and then also to the business side too because i was working the back office oh, okay so yeah, yeah both aspects of coaching yeah yeah so like my first know. job was working the front desk at, at Fairtex. so yeah ever so like you know so i kind of just been in the gym, gym business since i was like 16 years old so yeah so it's so kind of, pretty natural <laughs> yeah so everything kind of kind of folded over pretty natural and then yeah. you know kind of at the point where you know i was kind of always that guy that was always like looking ahead and trying to build something you know and yeah you know goal yeah. in life was at one point I was like i'm gonna open a business you know what i mean <laughs> i'm gonna open a gym with bunker it's gonna be fucking awesome you know yeah. and then yeah. And then, you now know, you got, now you got two of them. <laughs> now we got two of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe a third one down the road, but we'll see what kind of how what, yeah. what life looks like in a few yeah. years. Wait till the yeah. kids are out of high school. <laughs> yeah, do your kids uh, are they involved in martial arts at all? Um, they train during the summer. Um, yeah. my youngest one wrestled, my my oldest one wrestled in in uh, junior high, but. Yeah. You know they're they're kind of in their own stuff now like yeah like youngest one likes to do he's a basketball player so he's playing like club ball and yeah and now that he goes to middle school i think well actually he'll be able to wrestle through middle school but in high school it's the same season as basketball so like his plan is to yeah. basketball. So, yeah yeah so he said he's gonna wrestle in middle school and then my oldest one he was wrestling and was doing really well, but then he was like, I want to race BMX. This, this is like messing me up for my BMX stuff. And okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So like the cutting weight, cause he was like cutting weight. He'd have to cut like, you know, six pounds, five pounds, yeah. you know, which for, you know, 13 year old, 14 year old, it's a lot of weight. So yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, yeah, it's work, man. To, yeah. It's work. Yeah. So yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. um, so I got a couple of rapid fire questions for you, yeah. quick, easy questions and just kind of wrapping up here. But, uh, do you have like a, a walkout song that you like or something that gets you super hyped or what you pick? For um, you? you know, 
it's been so long, but like every time I hear my walkout songs, I still get hyped. Yeah. Which one, <laughs> does one of them stick out for you? Um, you know, like they all stick out. I used to walk out to this DMX song. Oh yeah, was, that's a good one. Yeah, so it was a good one. It was called uh, "Give Me a Sign," yeah. and uh, it was a it was a pretty good one. That someone always get me pumped up. I was always gave me some good luck that song. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite um, favorite piece of gear, like some gloves or pads or something? That you just always come back and get more. Uh, so I mean, I do. I do have a belly pad that I've had for oh. since. 2011 that I still use to this nice. actually 2010 no yeah. 11 2011 that I still use to this day and uh yeah so that's kind of like the tag ripped off so I actually like hung the tag on the wall it's like this old twins right. belly pad I bought it in Japan at one of my fights and yeah and uh, it's still holding up and I would that's I'm just riding that one until it's dead <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a like a favorite favorite drill? Um, you know, I, I I don't really. My favorite drill would probably be like my kick return drill. So it's basically someone kicks you, you like kick back right away. So um, check, check, yeah, yeah, check kick exactly right. Bunkered one on one right there. <laughs> yeah, I also heard the same from Nuncium that like if he kicks you, kick him back. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Nothing free, right? Yeah. Just come back. Um, and then on the inverse, do you have like a least favorite, least favorite drill, least favorite exercise? Yeah, 50 kicks right oh. and left. Yeah. 50 50. Yeah, I, I definitely threw up in the alley behind uh, the Bryan Street gym after, after 50, 50. 50. Yeah, hot day. Didn't eat right. That was rough. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, uh, do you have any uh, guys, upcoming fighters, guys or gals that we should be watching out for? Anybody you want to? Um, I have uh, one guy who's in the UFC right now. Um, yeah. Name is Casey Kenny. Um, top five. He was in top ten, just coming yeah. off an in injury. So we're probably about three, four months before we see him back in the ring again. Okay. Um, I have a t bunch of amateurs. Actually, I have an actually having two two more pros that I'm working with. A girl named Quinn Williams. Yeah, uh, tough 115 pound girl. Um, fortunately, she lost her first fight, but kind of more or less, I think, kind of the the pressure over it got to her because she didn't. Yeah, first she, one. Well, she was winning that fight, and then just like ended up on bottom. And ah. So it was kind of one of those things where it was just like, like what happened? You know, <laughs> just getting the L out of the way. Yeah, she got it out of the way. Yeah, she, and she was an undefeated amateur too, you know. Okay. So it was like, yeah. you know, five and zero, six and zero, you know, going into a pro debut like with a ton of hype and like, yeah, you know. Actually, she actually went up ten pounds too. She's a one hundred fifteen pound fighter. Went up to one twenty five to fight, and you know, so it's just kind of like. We should have won that fight, but got it out of the way. So that's what I told them. Hey, we got that out of the way. Now we can go and right. fight the rest of your career, yeah. you know? Yeah, I always hear any, it's like any, I mean, I guess it goes for any sport, but like any an indie day, any day, any team can win. You, it's just, you never Yeah, like, you never know, right? And especially in MMA, there's so many ways to lose. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or there's so many ways to win, however you want to look at it. But, right, yeah. You know I mean? But sometimes the cards fall where they fall. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, man, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're you're a busy guy, but 
It's yeah, been great. All good. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Well, appreciate it.